Welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast, where you don't have to work for the Umbrella Corporation to get the inside scoop on this unfolding disaster. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. Grab your various colored herbs, stock up on ammo, and don't mind those dogs jumping from the window. We're talking survival horror video games. Hey, John. <laughs> oh, hey, Ben. So, uh, how you feeling? You feeling any better this time? Than our uh, our mini episode? Yeah. Yes, I'm feeling much better. I, I suppose I should apologize to the listeners. Um, I didn't even get through that entire episode because I, I was just, I don't know if it was part like flashback from what I was going through when I was in the middle of it or or what, but I, I just, I started listening to it and I was like, man, I don't, I don't want to relive this. I did not have a good time recording it and I hope. It, it was not a bad time listening to it. I was I was in some fucking pain. Yeah, it, it looked a little rough around the edges, that's for sure. Yeah, um, but I am recovered for the most part. I can't see very well out of the eye, but we're in the booth. Yeah, yeah, you're back up here. Uh, your spirits look higher. Uh, your eyelids definitely higher. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you're, we're moving right along. Yeah. Um. So, this was a topic that was suggested to us by... Ben, I know I was setting it up like it was going to be a listener, but <laughs> our listeners don't like to interact with us so much. Do it, MFers. Uh, yeah, I, we were talking about Halloween stuff, and uh, it'd been a while since we'd done some video games. Yeah, we've done too many movies in the uh, in yeah. the last few months, and um, in the past, our October episodes, we've done slashers, we've done ghosts. What was the other one we did? We had this problem the other night when we were talking about it. But I was the one that remembers something else spooky. I I don't know, but I I think they get the idea. Yes. Hey, if you know what what it was we did, email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast dot com. Um, so it was time to take a step away from movies. We could have gotten granular and done um, you know, like an actual series, like a Friday the Thirteenth, yeah, or a or a nightmare on elm street which i would i wouldn't mind doing a nightmare on elm street one of these days oh i'm sure i love that series sure we'll get around to it but uh yeah i know i've been playing more video games lately than i have in a while like i got the the game pass thing hooked up so i've got a a plethora of games i've never played at my fingertips now and i've been kind of jumping in and out of that uh that coupled with you know getting the the quest been playing on that more so i've been putting a lot more time into video games in the last like six months or so that yeah. I have for quite a while. And uh, I love it. It's great. Oh, man. That's an upgrade from your normal catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not just, it's not just good. It's great. Because video games are a thing that uh, we played a lot of for Holy a lot of years. Fuck. Like, man, I spent large portions of my life playing a lot of video games. And so I'm stoked to get back into it. Uh, I have not had very productive weekends. I haven't been doing shit lately. So I'm kind of behind on like all the stuff I should be doing around the house, but, uh, fuck it. Yeah. You're an adult. If it's not a boss telling you that you have to do it, then you, you do what you want. Yeah. And, and I can feign that it's productive for me to spend seven hours last night playing a video game because it's research for yeah. the podcast. <laughs> I should have done the same. I'm, I mean, I, I will, 
I will fully admit that I am uh, woefully unprepared for this, but I just, holy shit, I just, I did not have time. You know, with, with recovery from surgery and school and work and, you know, kid, and it, it's just, it's been a busy time. Yeah, that's fair. Fucking adult stuff. Are, are you much of a fan of survival horror games, though? Is it something you enjoy playing? Because I know you're um, a bit of what some might call a scaredy cat. <laughs> I was wondering what <laughs> word you were going to use. I was like, oh, come on, keep it clean. Even, <laughs> even though that's not uh, what we do on the show. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I am kind of a wuss. Like, I, I will fully admit to, like, like, I imagine last night it was dark and you were alone out in, out in the garage here and you were playing a horror video game for seven hours straight by yourself, right? Yep, yeah, I went to bed at 2 a.m. I would not be doing that. I love a good scary game, probably similar like like uh like scary movies where like I don't mind having somebody more scared than me taking part <laughs> in it at the same time. I, I feel better about that when I when I get to be the tough guy. Like I fucking hate spiders, but if there's somebody who's more afraid of spiders, then I can man up and just fucking go and kill that thing and just not not jump. Yeah. Do, do you watch like do you watch horror movies by yourself in the dark or not is generally something no. that you prefer to do with someone else there? Yeah, no, I I I don't. If if there's a horror movie I really want to see and say Angelina doesn't have any interest in seeing it, or I just want to get it in, you know, before having to make the time to get it in, because we certainly can't do it with a with a six year old. Um, I I'll watch it during the day. I think at nighttime, like once the movie's over, I'm too susceptible to sounds and my imagination and shapes in the dark. Like, I mean, it's, it's tough to say as a, uh, as a 38 year old man, <laughs> but I, I can say that to some degree, I am scared of the dark. I mean, after watching Poltergeist by yourself and it's 2am and you've got to turn all the lights off and head up to bed. That's understandable. I would probably not turn all the lights off. <laughs> like you, you get upstairs and you look down and the TV's back on and it's got static on it. TVs don't have static anymore. No shit. What the fuck's going on? You know, and, and I'm reasonably certain my my place is haunted anyway. And I found out somebody died there. So, uh, you know, I'm, 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 yes, I am kind of a scaredy cat. But Angelina and I are actually, we're planning on this, this season, this Halloween season, getting, uh, getting through Poltergeist. I haven't watched it since I was a little kid, like from start oh, to finish. Really? Yeah. I love that movie. I'm really curious if it's just going to be, you know, just kid shit, like a, like a Spielberg movie with ghosts, but it's a bit more than that. But I mean, it's not, it's, you know, it's not fucking like hostile or some fucking torture yeah. porn gore fest. It does have that like swimming pool scene with the skeletons. Yeah. The real skeletons. Yeah. I mean, nothing, nothing has, uh, I mean, we, I'm sure we mentioned this in our ghost episode when we talked about poltergeist, but no movie has ever fucked me up like Poltergeist did. Yeah, you're still scared of ghosts now. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm scared of fucking clown dolls. I've watched that scene a few times <laughs> since then, just like on YouTube. That clown face is still fucking creepy, man. <laughs> Fuck that movie, but I'm going to conquer it. So suffice it to say, you're not a big survival horror fan. Like, you, Or do you enjoy them just only in the light of day when there's other people around? I think it, I think it depends on the level of, uh, like the pace of it. Cause I mean, the, the easy examples for survival horror, I think would be to go to resident evil yeah. on one end That's where the, the classic example. Yeah. 
you know, the, the, there's a bit more exploration and like item collecting and shit like that, that sort of stuff. I'm just not into that in video games. So I played the first one for a while, but once it got into the game a bit, I wasn't really big on it. But then on the other end, you've got games like Left for Dead, which I fucking love. Like those are fast paced, fucking high tension, high action. You know, like I, I, I'll play Left for Dead any day of the week. I, I was trolling uh, fucking the internet for forever, just trying to find information on a third Left for Dead, and they never made one. Yeah, Valve likes to do that. Those fuckers. Oh, yeah, they did that fucking... Uh, Half-Life, too. Yeah, they, Half-Life. Though they did come out with Half-Life Alex for VR. It's oh, VR shit. only, so I know supposedly it's phenomenal. I can't play it because my computer's not good enough, but... It's not on the Oculus? No, it's fucking way too fancy pants for that. Wah, wah. The, the, the Quest is essentially a, a mobile phone. You know, it's a mobile phone processor in there, so it, it's got th- that kind of power. Yeah. And my laptop doesn't have enough power to run Half-Life Alex, so it certainly doesn't. So, I mean, I think I know the answer to this, but the, the listener doesn't. It seems like you are a much bigger fan of survival horror video games than I am. Oh, yeah, I love them. I mean... I think I've mentioned, I know I've mentioned it before, that I'm like completist, search every box, find everything. Oh, you, know, you like, certainly have. Like if I'm in a video game where like it's, if it's like a run and gun game where you like running and shooting and killing things, like if there's a hallway, it's like, I need to find out what's down that hallway. I'm not just going to pass that hallway. Are you insane? <laughs> there could be something down that hallway. Yeah. Um, or you like pop down a hallway and you're like, this looks like the one that advances the story. Yep, I'm going to go, go explore back and this check one. that other one. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that is uh, like a survival strategy in, in survival horror games because you need stuff. Yeah. You need to find all of the ammo because uh, that fucking thing jumped out at you and you unloaded a whole clip on it and barely killed it. And like, fuck, now you got two bullets left. Yeah. They put that ammo there. Because they know you're going to need it, and they know that you need to explore for it. Like, yeah. They're not, they're not just going to hand you a fucking infinite ammo code and, and mm-hmm. say, okay, have fun blasting people, even though that's the kind of game I would want to play. Exactly. And so it's, it's, it is a completist kind of like going around, finding notes, figuring things out, doing puzzles, and uh, collecting all the things and searching all the places is, uh, is sometimes it's not just, you know, advantageous. Sometimes it's necessary. Yeah. And uh, that's the shit I love doing. So that and uh, I like being scared. Like, I, I don't scare easily. Like, I can, you know, I can play it in the dark by myself and it doesn't really bother me. But, like, when you're walking down a hallway and fucking the creepy music's playing and fucking you see some, like, shadow run across the hallway in front of you and you get that feeling, those butterflies in your stomach. And uh, some shit jumps out and you're trying to fucking kill it real quick and... It's fucking brilliant. I, I love that shit. Makes me feel something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robot Ben actually feels something when he's uh, playing those games. So um, you mentioned Left 4 Dead, and uh, I, th- I think that that's one that's kind of on the fence for me as to whether or not it's survival. Like, you're definitely surviving. It's definitely oh, horror. Oh, fuck you. Is it is it more of a first-person shooter? Because the, the line for survival horror is a little foggy. It's, it's a it, muddy line. Yeah, because it's kind of it's in between genres, so I guess we can kind of start off like, what is survival horror? Yeah, we knew we were going to have to ha- or have to have this conversation the other night when we were just hanging out uh, casually, very briefly, and you know, I was talking about some games that that I was like, okay, well, this could be survival horror. This could be, and and you you have the the skeptical look on your face. I'm like, well, fuck, now I'm really not going to have anything to talk about. 
let's explore those paths and talk about those games because fucking whatever. It's not yeah. like there's anyone here. There's no producer holding a gun to our head saying like, "You better only talk about survival horror <laughs> games, you motherfuckers." Yeah, we're we're about to lose listenership because we dared uh, say that that Doom should be in a conversation about. <laughs> so, but yeah, on uh, as far as like, what is a survival horror? So, I guess the first time that term was used was for Resident Evil back in 1996. It defined what Resident Evil was doing, and I was like, oh, yeah, there's been survival horror titles before this, but we just didn't call it that. Like, that wasn't a defined genre, but there's definitely stuff that fits the mold that existed before Resident Evil. But the the general definition, at least according to the Wikipedia article... Oh, shit. That that is a reliable source. Deep research here at (laughs) Podcast. Um, is survival horror is a subgenre of action adventure and horror video games that focuses on survival of the character as the game tries to frighten players with either horror graphics or scary ambiance. Although combat can be part of the gameplay, the player is made to feel less in less control than in typical action games through limited ammunition, health, speed, vision, or through various obstructions of the player's interaction with the game mechanics. And I think that's a pretty solid definition. And, you know, because the game Left 4 Dead is, it was such a big one for me coming into this, I think according to that definition, I think it squeaks by. Oh, just the fact that the, what are the, the, the witches or the... Yeah, the I mean, the witches, the, I mean, all the special zombies. Yeah, like when you're going through somewhere and you hear that... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Craig, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like your heart drops a bit and you're like, okay, that fucker's around here somewhere shit's about to get real well you know that that game is full-on first-person shooter but they use sound so well in that like each one has its own little like you the the boomers you know like i make boomer noises when i when i've eaten too much like you know you're you're just walking through and all of a sudden you're like a little (laughs) and you're like oh fuck there's a boomer somewhere and then as soon as they they like barf on you or whatever it is like the you, there's just these high pitched shrieks, and then all of a sudden, like it's it's like intense, like heart pounding music. It's it's so wild how they do that, and when you hear that berserker uh, music, oh, like yeah. the boom, 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 holy fuck! Like you get viscerally panicked. Yeah, and um, even though you know the the melee weapons in that game are so good, like against against hordes of zombies, that like you don't always have the ammunition problem, even though you're not gonna fucking kill any special zombies with uh with melee weapons but you know they're they're really fucking good that's the kind of survival horror game that i love i loved both of those games the co-op the fucking figuring out you know they they do have little puzzles that you have to figure out even though it's very linear yeah it is more action-packed i think than a lot of survival horror games because it is definitely a first-person shooter also yeah but they did do a really good job of of making you shit your pants of you know making you feel the fear and the panic. And I remember a number of times like, you know, running in and, and just barely getting into the fucking like level exit door and just being like, okay, fuck. All right. I'm safe. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking you, made it. You feel for the characters. And I, I guess that's a, that's another aspect of it that I would, that I would say um, puts it in the survival horror care category is that no matter how many humans are playing, there's always four characters. So you also have to worry about saving the lives of of computer players sometimes. Even yeah. though in the first one they were the, the AI was really good at saving you and at not getting fucked. In the second one that was not the case. Um but it's and it's also very cinematic. Like I don't know. I I love those games 
so much. And um, sorry, one other thing that I thought about as I was saying that was um, they also, uh, in in the way the game was engineered, it was uh, it was engineered in a way to, the, to where the AI would act differently. So so there's, you know, the the witch isn't going to be in the same spot two times when you're yeah. playing it. You know, like, oh, it, like, can't, it can't be. That shit's got to be different to fucking throw you off your game, man. Yeah, like like there are places where hordes come out every time, but there there were lots of variables that kept you on your toes. So like, I I would love to go play through both games right now. I should have brought them over. What the fuck was I thinking? Oh no, I think they're on my hard drive. I don't think I have physical copies anymore. I I play the shit out of those. Those are fun fucking games. Great games. It's too much for Angelina. It's still kind of like, it, it, I think it's on the edge for survival. I think it counts, but it's like over on the, on the side leaning yeah. against the fence. It is. It is. Looking too cool. You know, it, <laughs> yeah. Smoking a cigarette yeah. with his pants pegged, <laughs> wearing a leather jacket uh, and sunglasses, even though it's overcast. Um, it, it is definitely the extreme of, of that side, you know, where, whereas, you know, Resident Evil, or I, I imagine your Dead Space that that you love, is on the other side. You know where it's like collect things, move slowly, figure things out. Yeah, yeah. You definitely have to put more thought into what you're shooting. Yeah, ammo's not quite as limited in that game. Like so, the, like the tropes that I think about when I think about survival horror for me, one of the big ones is there's never enough ammo or health. Like you're always like checking your inventory and be like, I got five fucking bullets left. It takes like four bullets to take those guys down. Fuck. Yeah. See, <laughs> or or there's parts of the game where like you're just straight out of ammo and you need to fucking figure out a way to kill you know some whatever the monster zombie fucking creature is, so that hopefully they drop some ammo and you can reload your fucking gun. <laughs> see, and that was something that that I that I also realized early on, like with the Resident Evil series, and that turned me off. I don't like that kind of stress. Like I want to have, I want to have fun and not, you know, not stress out about not being able to beat it. You know, like I'm 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 not I'm not into that kind of challenge. What about survival and horror makes you think about fun, John? This is supposed to stress you out. And uh, make you thankful that you're alive. Not ma- you're not supposed to have fun. Well, as we just went through <laughs> it, I can I can have my cake and eat it too with a game like Left yeah. 4 Dead. Well, and that leads to the second thing that uh, I don't imagine you also find fun at all is uh, inventory management. One of the other things that you've got in in like Resident Evil, most of your survival horror games, is you've got a very limited inventory. Yeah. It's like not only do you not get enough resources, you can't fit them all in your fucking pockets. Fuck that. Because you've usually got like a fairly realistic you know, inventory where you can't just fucking care. You can't carry like seven guns and have all the ammo. Like you're picking up ammo. You're like, all right, I got tons of ammo. I got some health packs. And then you go to pick one more up and it's like, sorry, your inventory is full. And you're like, looking through all your shit. Like, okay, what can I throw away so that I can keep this thing? Nope. I liked how resident evil had the slots where like, if you got like a rifle, it would take up like five slots. Oh shit. In your, really? you have, like your case. I don't know if it was the original Resident Evil had that, but like most of the later ones do, where like you've got like a a, a box is what you have with a number of squares. Yeah, like and a some grid. items take up more squares. So if you got a rifle, it would take up like you know a quarter of your inventory slots, and, and you know different things would be different sizes, realistically. And then like you could go to the guy, the vendor guy that like pulls open his jacket and in Resident Evil Four and sells you shit, and you could get like a bigger you know case to carry all your shit in. See, it's it's very possible that I might have enjoyed uh, later installments of Resident Evil, 
but I will I will fully admit to getting the first one for Sega Saturn after you know it was PlayStation exclusive for a while but once it came out for Saturn I got it and like I loved the shit out of the beginning the cinematic beginning was fucking yeah. badass it was intense you get in that fucking mansion you're like fuck yeah you go through that hallway the fucking Cerberus dogs like yeah. jump through the, like I actually jumped out of my seat with that part and then that first zombie you encounter that just like starts biting your leg like it's a dead guy on the floor but then all of a sudden it attacks your leg but beyond that i just i just stopped enjoying it and i never went back to the series i watched our our buddy preston wow i haven't mentioned him in quite a while um to old old time listeners you know who i'm talking about but I watched him play the second one and Nemesis, the third one, a whole lot. And like, oh, Nemesis, Nemesis was fucking... intense because that guy will go go through fucking walls. Like, yeah, he'll he just, chase you down. Yeah, he just burst through a fucking wall, and you'd be like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Yeah, that was fun to watch, but yeah. I, I never, I never played it. The uh, well, that kind of leads into one of the other tropes that uh, that define survival horror for me is uh, shitty fucking cameras and lighting fuck and, that was and, yeah. and resident evil was hard. that was the hardest thing i had about resident evil was that it had that fixed camera view where you'd come into it and like you'd walk over and sometimes you just couldn't see the fucking thing that was about to attack you because it wasn't in the camera yeah it's behind a bookcase and that was um other than being kind of a technical limitation that you know it, it was they hadn't quite figured out how there was a lot of ps1 games with shitty cameras yeah they yeah had not quite figured that out yet but it gave it that more cinematic feel and was kind of deliberate because you, you know, as a, as a person trying fucking situation, like you're not always going to be able to see everything. Some that's shit true. is going to jump out at you. So, you know, that's one of the things that they use to ratchet up the tension is even having really shitty lighting where it's hard to see or just having cameras that don't show you everything. Well, that that's the thing. Like, I get not seeing something and then it jumps out at you because that's how it would happen in real life. But if there's like a crate in front of me and I walk up to it and I look around it, I'd be able to see what that fucking thing is. So if I'm so if I'm in the game and I'm trying to shoot that shit and, and I just can't see it, that and I had a hard time. That was the thing that made it hard for me to play through the first few Resident Evil games was that fucking camera because it was just so frustrating and hard like you'd you'd run you'd be running left and you'd go into a room and the camera angle would switch and like your guy would get through the door and as soon as you stopped pressing left like you'd have to like switch and start pressing right now because now you're <laughs> running the other way yeah thankfully i think usually if you were pressing fo- like if you were still running forward and you kept pressing left even if your guy was running right now in the new camera he'd still keep running until you let up on it and win again but uh, okay it was just it was confusing and tough, and I, I think it was supposed to be. I get that, but uh, I'm glad they abandoned it. Yeah, was it was iterations. it with Resident Evil Four where they went first person? I think it was. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that was the first one where where, where it's it's third person, so it's, yeah, it's behind you still. Like you still oh, see, is it? yeah, you still see his, uh, you still see Leon Kennedy's body the whole time, but the camera follows you, and you had some control over the camera, which was nice. Like yeah. you, you could decide what you're looking at. Um, I don't think you could look independently of where he was looking. I think you still always kind of like followed him. Oh, around. interesting. Cool thing about Resident Evil 4 is like it gave you the camera and you could see everything in front of you kind of as you moved around so you could spin around and see everything. But you had to stop moving to shoot. Ew. So when you aimed, you stopped moving and you could, you know, fire and then you could move again. Would it bring up crosshairs? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I played it on the Wii. 
which I think is the best way to play that game. It was fucking phenomenal. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I remember you being huge on that. Like, I remember you getting excited talking to to people, like, at, at a party or something that who had also played it. And all of a sudden, like, I'm like, wait, wait, why is Ben getting excited about this? Like, he's wow, you're going into this. Oh, that game was so great. Because it was cool, because it was like a light gun game, because it was on the Wii. So like you'd stop, like you'd point the fucking controller and shoot at people. Now, was that the one that starts out in like the, like the old, like Salem, like witch hunter type town where there's like fucking like, like a, like a creepy cult town or something? Yeah. It's like a little Spanish village. I think, oh, okay. I think it's in Spain somewhere. Oh right? shit. And there's like, yeah, but it's like an old, like farm. It looks kind of like something like that where, yeah. where everything's real old and like thatch roofs and shit. Yeah. And like the villagers are all kind of like coming out and attacking you because they're and, zombified or, you and know, there isn't a tentacle uh, fight. I guess like their heads explode, like tentacles come out later on. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you're certain there wasn't a first person option for that. Cause for some reason I feel like I played that first person cause I, I played like Not on the, Wii, the first level think. of that. Okay. I mean, maybe there was, but I, I never played it. I always played it where you saw Leon Kennedy's body the whole time. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember trying that at one of your places out in uh, Rancho Cordova cause you, you had talked about it so much, but I just, you know, again, I mean those, one thing those games take is time. If you, if you really want to progress in it and, and I just, I haven't had a ton of time to spend on one video game in probably a couple decades. Yeah, definitely. But the resident evil four was fucking phenomenal and I would highly recommend it. Especially if you have a Wii, fucking get that shit. Cause it was, I do have a Wii. I should get that shit. I have it. You can borrow it. All right. I should have borrowed that. Because <laughs> it, it's, it's point and shoot. It's like it's like a shooting gallery game, but with all the wonderful stuff that a Resident Evil game it's comes It's Resident with. Evil Duck Hunt. So it's, it, yeah, it's, it's kind of like playing House of the Dead, but, uh, you know, Resident Evil quality. So it's so much better than, you know, a straight up rails shooter with horrible voice acting. Yeah, House of the Dead, I think we could safely say, is not survival no, horror. You, not are, you are trying to survive, but no. Yeah, no. Uh, Fun, though. I, I still love <laughs> oh, those games. I'll play the fuck out of those at the yeah. arcade, man. They're great. Any any gun game. I love playing yeah. light gun games. So one of the other, um, I guess, stalwarts is jump scares. Like, I don't know if it can be a survival horror game without jump scares. I think that's one of the requirements. Yeah. Like, if you don't have, you know, something popping out of nowhere and with a loud noise yeah, to accompany screaming it. and 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 posing an imminent threat to your life you're not playing a survival horror game like everything else can you know they're a little bit fudgeable like like you were talking about left for dead you know it doesn't really have inventory management you're not really out you know ammo's fairly plentiful and even when ammo did run out your melee weapons are fucking good enough that you can get through you know real quick on the inventory management actually you know I might fire back a little bit of that because they, they did have those, uh, those like med packs and then like either pills or like adrenaline shots that you did have to use sparingly and at smart times. Like it, they, they weren't always plentiful and you, you had, you'd have to like heal up your team too, if you didn't want them yeah. to die. So that, I mean, there's a little more than, than I think we initially. Resources are always limited, but like, you don't have to like actually manage your inventory space. Cause you don't really have inventory space. Like you've got, you got, you know, a number of these things and those things. Well, you've only got one slot for each. So you can only carry one med pack at a time yeah. and then yeah. one pill and one shot and one something else. I can't remember. But, I guess that's fair. So it's got a little you, bit of that. Yeah, no, nowhere near the level that, like, like I'm, I'm not fighting to say like, well, 
give it the same fair shake that you're giving Resident yeah. Evil. There's inventory management. But. Well, and Left 4 Dead doesn't have shitty camera because it's first person. <laughs> yeah. It's just fucking good. So like you can see what your what your guy can see, and that's nice. But uh, they all have to have jump scares. Yeah. And and Left 4 Dead's got tons of them. Mm-hmm. Fucking Resident Evil's got Resident tons Evil of them. led with that. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's the fucking thing. That is part of the horror is having something terrible jump out at you and make you scream while you're sitting in your living room <laughs> <laughs> and wake your kids up or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think that one's obligatory. I don't think we can have a survival horror game without jump scares. Yeah, that's fair. Do you have a favorite jump scare from a game? I mean, right off the top of my head, it's, it's, it is resident evil with those dogs jumping dogs through, jumping or, through the or, the, or the first zombie. Cause that like, it's so weird how like, I don't hate Resident Evil at all. I just didn't play it much because it wasn't for me. But when I think about starting up the original Resident Evil and the whole beginning and all that shit, I have fond memories of it. I was like, man, that game started off so good. It wasn't for me, but it started off great. And then, of course, like going back to Left 4 Dead again, the first time I ever encountered a witch, you know, like you. Yeah. <laughs> and and every single time that that she actually gets woken up that you don't successfully avoid her like it's still fucking intense you're just like ah, like you know you're going to get fucked up well because the first time you think like oh no there's someone here they're crying they need yeah. help yeah and then uh no they want to murder you they want to murder you so bad yeah and and every time it happens you're just like come fucking get it like if you're playing with somebody else like you're just like get the fuck out of me and and vice versa if your friend gets attacked you're like oh fuck i gotta go kill that fucking bitch real quick or if your friend is the one that wakes the witch up oh and she comes after you yeah like you son of a bitch <laughs> you couldn't just avoid her yeah what about you i think my favorite jump scare and i experienced it again last night when i was playing dead space is uh and i don't want to i gotta be careful because i don't want to ruin too much because you, you haven't played dead space I haven't. right and i'm gonna i'm gonna make you borrow it and you should go play it because it's fucking great and we'll get more into it later but uh there's a part in the first one where you're walking down a hallway and this fucking tentacle bursts out and just fucking grabs you by the leg and starts like dragging you through the hallway. You know, you've got to like shoot it enough to get it off and shit. And uh, that scared the shit out of me the fir- first time I played it. I don't know whether to be bummed that I that I know that or not because you won't see it coming. Yeah, like like that's the thing. It's like it's like does it suck because now I won't be shocked when it does happen. Or is it better because now every time I'm going down a fucking hallway, I'm going to be yeah. like, oh, is fuck, this is this where the tentacle, this tentacle comes? <laughs> but yeah, you, you don't know enough to to have it spoil it for you, I don't think. All right. Cool story on that. I, the, the, I can't remember the dude's name that was like the main developer on that, like insisted on having that. And all of the developers were like, this is too much. This is too hard. This is too much of a pain in the ass because they had to basically make for that little like bit. They had to make new animations of uh, the main character, Isaac, shooting from laying down and fucking reacting to all this. Mm-hmm. It's the only place in the entire game where they use those animations because he's never lying down otherwise. Yeah. And so I guess he, he was so insistent on keeping it in there that they scrapped three other cinematic set piece things that they were going to do so that they could devote the resources to getting that one done and right. Oh, damn. It was worth it because it is fucking solid. <laughs> <laughs> and it scared the shit out of me when it happened. I was like, oh God, what's happening? Oh no, oh no. And uh, and it's cool. In the second one, when you're playing through, because he's back on the, um, you know, more, I can't, the same ship, but you get to that same hallway and he has like a little flashback. He's like, oh fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like an in-character flashback of the last time he went down that hallway. 
and something terrible happens. Oh, now I know it's going to happen on the ship. Yeah, the whole game happens on the ship. Oh, okay. And there's the, it hits all hallways. There's lots of hallways. Well, not all hallways, but there are lots of hallways. In that <laughs> game. <laughs> um, some of the other features that I think are pretty, or tropes that I think are pretty standard throughout, is having something like run across the hallway or in front of some boxes or behind a broken door. Like something that you can't kill, you can't interact with it, but you just uh, catching a glimpse of your impending doom. Yeah, yeah, just a little like, wait, what the fuck was that? Yep. And I and I for me, I think those are some of the most effective scares. Yeah. A lot of bang for your buck cuz it doesn't take shit to make it happen. Well, and and like when something jumps out and you start attacking it, like you're initially like scared, but then you're like, got to kill it. I've got mm-hmm. something to do now. You're immediately into action mode, so you don't get to like linger on the fear. Whereas when you see like something skitter by for the next 5 minutes, you're like, where the fuck is it? Yeah. Like, I know it's going to jump out and try and attack me any minute now. And it just builds that fucking suspense. It's like having a spider and fucking like stomping on it or something yeah. and, and like missing it. There. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, fuck, where is this thing? <laughs> exactly. And I think that's one of the most uh, effective scare tactics they have because it lingers. It lasts. Yeah. You know something's coming for you. And then uh, and then I guess the, the only other two things I have is, is puzzles. A lot of them have puzzles. They don't yeah. all have to have puzzles. But, you know, I think Resident Evil just kind of set the stage on that, having weird-ass puzzles. And that, I guess that Ass mansion, puzzles. Yeah, weird-ass puzzles. That mansion may well have had some weird-ass puzzles. Like, can you imagine <laughs> actually living in that thing? Like, okay, to open this door, I've got to go get this key shaped like a dog and... <laughs> And do this weird thing with it. Like, that house makes no sense. Nobody yeah. would actually live in that place. <laughs> it's absolutely bizarre. But uh, puzzles are, are pretty big. Though most of them, I'm not, they're not super impressive. Like, they're they're okay. It's one of my least Well, la-dee-da, pinky out for Captain Intellect here. Well, no, I mean, they're just like, they're, they're not like Mist. Yeah. Like, Mist had some great puzzles in it. And like, most of them are, they're just... They're kind of ho hum. Like I, I could honestly, if you if you gave me a survival horror game with no puzzles in it, I'd be fine. Yeah, I don't think I'd miss them. And then the final one, and I had this question for you. So I mentioned lighting earlier, mm-hmm. like it being dark, of course, because uh, dark things are scarier than light things. Almost all of them at the beginning have that little thing where it's like slide your slide the thing over till you can barely see the face, or oh, the yeah, yeah. shape, or the logo, or whatever it is. Do you cheat? No. You put it so that you can barely see it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to play it where they want me to play it. Yeah. That, yeah. Same here. That's the right thing to do. Uh, I have tried a couple times, like, where, because you could bump that thing all the way over and be like, oh, I can see it so clear now. And uh, kind of takes the fun out of it. Does it? Yeah. I'm, be- I'm actually kind of surprised I've never tried that. Maybe it's because I haven't spent enough time with those games to where I'd be like, oh, okay, I can do this for fun real quick. But like with a game like um like uh, Bioshock or something, yeah. you know, where like I know the atmosphere is such a huge point of it that, that I'm like, okay, no, I I want to get what they want me to get out of this. I'm not gonna fuck myself over and like turn it way down because I don't want it to be more difficult than it needs to be. But oh no, I want yeah. I want to play it right. That's the right way to do it because because I have turned it up before and uh, I regretted it because it kind of washes things out and it kind of takes some of the mystery and the spookiness out of it. Part of the reason you're playing the game is to be scared and to feel the tension. And uh, if you break that tension, then it kind of breaks the game. Yeah. 
I've like when I'm playing Minecraft and shit, I've turned it way up so that I could see in the caves better before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just turned the brightness on my phone all the way up. There's no stakes in Minecraft. Well, I mean, I guess it's I coming from somebody who doesn't play Minecraft, but it, you spend two and a half hours mining and you get some diamonds d- deep down in a cave and uh, you die and lose all of that. Oh shit. There's some fucking stakes. Like, okay. There's, there's some time stakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think those, those, for me, those are the things that define what survival horror is. Yeah. And so uh, anything with at least half of those things, with the exclusion of jump scares, you better have some fucking jump scares. (laughs) I think you're survival horror. I think you just made the people who say we are well-researched proud. We know what we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, we fooled them again, John. (laughs) Um, So what do you say? Do we try to to get into some games that... uh, may or may not be i mean yeah we, we've already talked quite a bit about resident evil so why don't we finish out the series um because i haven't played any of the others i feel like there was one that i played like a demo for on xbox 360 maybe where where you're like you've you're... only played the first one yes holy shit resident evil is one of those series where like for a while like every other one was a, was good and the and every other one was fucking bad like there are there are a number of not good resident evil games there yeah. are all gems so at least you haven't missed out on those. Yeah. Yeah. I've missed out on half of them because those were good. Yeah. And actually they've been fairly consistent with that. Like Resident Evil 2 was okay-ish. I, I didn't play it much. But yeah, it, that was the one in the city with the cop and the and the girl. Yeah. And I and I don't I I played it a little bit, but um never got into it. And then I know uh I don't I don't know if I ever played three. And then there was Code Veronica. Okay, so Code Veronica came after Nemesis. Oh, yeah, Nemesis was three. So, yes, I did play Nemesis, yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah, Nemesis was pretty good. Fucking that dude fucking chasing you around and, and, like, at any point, you never knew. It could just be some random point he would burst out and try and fuck you up. Yeah, he's a big gnarly motherfucker. Was was terrifying. Um, Code Veronica, I have not heard good things about. Okay. That was the actual fourth one. And then there was Resident Evil 4, which was the fifth one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh no yeah they're doing like a like a street fighter does, oh yeah, they absolutely did and then they, they then they've got the other ones for like you know ps vita and a few other systems you know other shit that that makes it even worse yeah um that are outside of that maybe that's where some of the first person shooter ones were because i feel like there was a first person shooter five or yeah i think it was five was the one where they where it was the first two-player one and that one was first person okay well Maybe that one was third person too. Oh yeah, don't fuck up our well researched uh, rating. I also, I think that's the one you're talking about though, because that's the one that I that I also played the demo on um, on Xbox 360. So, yeah, and I I feel like that one was third person, but but it's like where you're yeah, out, I think where it was you're third like person. out in a big like desert like you're compound. Like Afri- it's like an African village of some sort. And you're kind of running through, and you got and you're like a a turbo buff fucking Chris Redfield. Oh yeah, like he's just fucking jacked. Well, yeah, and aren't there? I like, mean, he was always a, a decent sized dude, but this guy, but in five, he's like fucking. Aren't there like like built. like prison bar windows and shit? And then there's like a bunch of people out in a giant gathering, and there's like somebody like speaking to them, like a cult leader yeah. or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and I actually so I played the demo, and then I got the game. I think it was on Xbox Gold for a while, and I uh, never played it. No. <laughs> like I played through the demos, like this is awesome, I want this, and I downloaded it, and. uh Never played it. Do you still have it on your hard drive? On the 360, maybe. That was on the 360 back in the day. So, um, possibly. 
But yeah, I never really played it, so I, I can't say much about that. Yeah, and what are they up to now? Is it seven? Seven, and I just started playing seven because it's on it's on Game Pass right now. Mm-hmm. And so I did the thing where like you can start playing the game before you uh, it's fully downloaded. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like once it gets like sixty percent, you can start playing it. That one is first person. Oh shit! It was fucking good. It was creepy as hell. Like you're in Louisiana and you're like creeping around the farm, this like old abandoned farmhouse with a bunch of weird ass shit. It's all decrepit and stuff. Looking for your girlfriend, I guess, who's been missing for a couple years. Like I played up to the point where like, it's like, you need to finish installing the game to play the rest of this game. And I meant to go back and play more of it because it was good. And I am going to go back and play more of it, but I didn't get a chance to do it before we were recording this. Oh, shit. But uh, it's cool. You're starting out, you start out in this farmhouse and you're creeping around looking for your girlfriend and it looks all empty and stuff. And you find videos of like some dudes getting murdered. And uh, then you find her and you rescue her. And she's like, you find this list of like all these people that like most of them are dead and some are turned, it says. And, and like her name doesn't have anything next to it. But then she seems to be like possessed or some shit. And she starts trying to kill you. Oh, and uh, like you shoot her a bunch of times, but she doesn't die. And then like she came at me with a chainsaw and like th- this is like the beginning of the game, right? Cut my fucking hand off. Just cut my left hand off. Like I picked it up. I have it in my inventory. I don't know if I just fucked up because it was, I, was, I was like panicking. She's like coming at me with a chainsaw. I'm like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. And uh, <laughs> yeah, she cut my hand off. So I don't know if like that's supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. Does that happen to everyone? Yeah. Or if I just happened to get my hand cut off and now I only have one hand. Damn, that's harsh. <laughs> yeah, that's like, I mean, I I feel like like that would that would be a really rough way to start a game if if you had the option to have two hands the entire yeah, time. Right? So I'm hoping it's a set piece. Yeah. Because there's another spot where like when she first attacks you, she's got a knife and you put your hand up, she just stabs straight through your fucking hand. And you're like, oh fuck. Ah. Jeez. <laughs> it, it's fucking gnarly though. It's really good. Um the little bit, you know, I played like it was like the first like half hour. And uh it was solid. It was like it looks beautiful. I mean, it looks gross. Yeah, beautiful, gross. Like the graphics are really good, but everything's like you know the rotten flesh looks really rotten. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, it should <laughs> at this point, especially. But uh, yeah, it 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 was pretty solid. I, I'm I'm looking forward to playing the rest of it. I almost played that last night, and then got into playing Dead Space instead. Yeah, I must have rekindled a fire in you because you hadn't played it in years and, and, and you were shocked that I've never played it. Yeah, yeah, I was I was only going to play it for a couple hours and then I was going to pop in Resident Evil 7 and get some more of that in and uh, seven hours later it was 2 a.m. and I had to go seven to bed. Seven fucking hours and you didn't even have any Western bacon cheeseburgers I or anything. Not, none of them. Jeez. Nope, just beer. I can't even remember the last time I had a seven-hour session on a video game. Yeah. It's like, been- it was probably like Castlevania Symphony of the Night when it was new. Or maybe some GTA. I, I probably had some pretty epic GTA 5 yeah. like, going into the wee hours of the morning. It was nice. That's why I like having this room behind my garage. Like I was out here all by myself. No one was here to bug me. Fucking everyone was inside. I didn't have to be you know, just out here How do you chilling. do it, man? You've got, you've got a wife and a mother-in-law and two kids, and you still find a way to not be bugged. Yeah, I got five acres. Yeah. And a bunch of space, <laughs> you, man. You yeah. don't live in a town home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got places I can go. It's great. And I think that's the most recent Resident Evil. I don't think they've put out eight yet. But yeah. I don't fucking know. Forthcoming. Resident Evil 8, I'm sure. But I mean, as as far as the genre-defining series, I think Resident Evil is it. Yeah. Like, it's that is what be. everybody thinks of. And it's solid, I guess. I mean, like, going back and playing the PS1, like, it's still good. I went back a few years ago and started playing it. And again, like you said, the beginning's really good. And mm-hmm. like you 
you get, but the camera angles are just too much for me. I just can't get back into it. It, it is too hard. Now, have they done, or are they doing like a remastered version of it? Because for some reason, I feel like I heard that at some point, but I have no idea. Check your internet machine. Oh yeah. Yeah, they did. They, uh, I, apparently it's available now on PS4, Xbox One, Steam, and Nintendo Switch. Oh shit. That might make it easier to play. I bet the bet they didn't fix the camera angles i don't know i'm kind of curious now though i'd be shocked if they didn't have just like you know a, a right stick rotating camera i uh, it would be, it would make the game more playable that's for sure yeah but also i bet there'd be a lot of hardcore fans that would be pissed that, Duh, that you could do well, that fuck em. i mean i guess they could just not do it yeah they could go play the old one or just don't touch the stick oh yeah right i mean uh but yeah, I don't know. I there I think that is something that I think a lot of hardcore Resident Evil fans liked. And uh yeah, I'm not one of them. No. <laughs> but good for them. I'm glad I'm glad they Yeah, like, they they'd probably hate that that everything is so non-pixelated. What the fuck? I can actually see defining features on people. That's not how it was in the original. Yeah. I'll I'll leave it off by saying my favorite Resident Evil is Resident Evil 4, and if you haven't played it, go do it. Okay. The, o- the only downside for me that game had, the, thing, the only thing that would kept it from being absolutely perfect was uh, like half the game is kind of an escort mission where you're leading this girl around, and she is fucking stupid. Oh, I do remember you saying that. Leon, help! Help me, Leon! Like, oh my god, she's done something stupid again. Wait, now was Le- is Leon? I feel like the like the main dude in the in Resident Evil Two was named Leon. Yeah, yeah, Leon Kennedy. So he's coming back for that one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Leon Kennedy and Chris Redfield are like in a lot of them, and then Chris Redfield's sister. Yeah, Claire Redfield. Yeah, right? she's in a bunch of. And them then too. Jill Valentine from the first one. Yep. Those are like they're in a lot of them. Yeah. The, Albert uh, Wesker always yeah. showing up with his fucking shades and his flat top. Yeah, well, that was the weird thing about Resident Evil Seven. Like for the first ten minutes, or f- f- fuck, for the first twenty minutes, it felt like a survival. Like it was clearly a survival horror game, but it didn't feel like Resident Evil because you're no one you know. You don't see any zombies. There's no, you know, it's first person, so it felt a lot different than a Resident Evil game normally does. Wait, what? Which one's this? Seven. Oh, okay, one. yeah, but um. It was still really fun and scary. And yeah. Eventually you have to try something new and it may or may not work. Like if, if it doesn't, you know, and you have like a, like a Mega Man fart transmissions game, you know, yeah. you got to go back to the, to what works, but. Well, it sounds like it worked. I think it's popular and uh, it was fun from what I did. So it was good. You it liked just, it? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, as far as I've played, which is not very far. But it just, it feel it felt a lot different than your standard Resident Evil. And I don't know, maybe Umbrella Corporation has something to do with it somewhere along the line? I'm sure it does. They have their hands in many pots. Yeah. They have their hands in whatever pot you need them to for a plot. <laughs> they have their hands in many plots. Yes. <laughs> um, so there's some other games, though, that, that, you know, as I was initially making my list, I was just like, okay, horror games. But then I was like, well, what the fuck? I don't know. So th- this led to the whole conversation of you know we need to talk about whether or not these games fit so people know yeah all right so i'll tell you (laughs) the first one i thought of was friday the 13th for nes 
because even mm. though there is like a direct linear plot, I feel like 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 there are times where like Jason is coming after you. Well, yeah. See, like I don't know if he's chasing you through the levels or not, like following you. I feel like it was, it's but it's been I, a long time since I played. That. I meant to I go a, back and I play it. I got a poor frame of reference there. I gotta I'm say. so fucking pissed. So yeah, maybe not. I mean, that one and Nightmare on Elm Street. Like I feel like you were being, you were being followed. That it wasn't just like start level, jump over things, hit things, complete level. I I would imagine at some point Jason and Freddy would have to show up and make you scared and make you run, right? Yeah. Um, but I guess there's no inventory management. There's no jump scares yeah 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 i think those are i think those are a stretch john and without yeah. actually having played them in 20 years <laughs> 20 years you were playing those when, when we graduated yeah. high school yeah, probably yeah <laughs> more than that probably closer to 30 oh no. we're all so uh i cannot uh i cannot refute nor de- deny whether or not those were survival horror games but i'm gonna put them in the doubtful yeah category. probably not <laughs> um another one that that like I was so excited when when I thought of this one because I, I wasn't yet or I mean, I thought of this game early on before I started thinking about like, well, what is and isn't like this to me just just fit. And it was it. And like this probably would have been my favorite use in pop culture and and everything else that that goes for it because I fucking love this game. But it's Zombies Ain't My Neighbors for Super <laughs> Nintendo or Sega Genesis. That is a fun game. I love that shit. So. Let's see. Let's take it it's against the, goofy, the rumor. Though. It's definitely goofy, but <laughs> you know, know, is is uh, uh, Return of the Living Dead a horror movie? Yeah, but it's goofy as fuck. Yes, yeah, it is very goofy. Um, but with that one, let's see. Like, like you've got you have to save people, otherwise you lose. Otherwise, zombies eat your neighbors. Yes, um, you do have ammo that you have to worry about. Yes. Um. No jump scares. No jump scares. Well, then again, I mean, there might be times when, you know what? To it's be, hard on NES to do a proper jump scare. Well, and, or and, Super and, Nintendo. Let's be yeah. fair. That's. But one thing that that uh, that I, that just popped in my head was there actually was times of panic when that fucking chainsaw guy would come after you. Oh yeah. And you're running through hedges, and all of a sudden he can just cut through hedges. You're like, what the fuck? Well, you're making a compelling argument, John. Hey, you know, it had it had some puzzles in it. Yeah. Um, it had a great soundtrack, even though it wasn't like freaky. Yeah, you know, um, I, I, I'm going to give that a plausible rating. All right, there we go. Uh, yeah, because I I love the shit out of that game. I'm so upset that it hasn't shown up on any of the the like classic uh, minis. I'm not shocked, but I yeah, am it's upset. A solid game. I need to see if I can jailbreak something I have. I want I want to be able to play that game. PlayStation Three. Oh yeah. That one's well, super easy. Well, I guess I've I've got that fucking that uh Raspberry Pi. Oh yeah, that'll that do it. We need we need to do something with that. Yeah. Um you've got a big TV out here. It would be nice to just have a multi machine plugged into it. Let's see. Next, there's the topic of Doom. You're gonna have to convince me on that one. See, I don't really care either way, but <laughs> I mean I'm not fighting for it. I'm just curious. Cause like the 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 original one is very clearly just you know, the survival aspect is you're going to die. I guess you do have to figure out how to get keys and open doors and stuff. Yeah, but I think that's but, just standard, you know, first-person shooter. Yeah, it's the same in Wolfenstein. Yeah. I guess one of the other features that I guess my I, I do attribute to survival horrors that I don't necessarily, uh, that I didn't say earlier, but now that I'm thinking about it, I do, 
No, no take backsies. You generally, you're not necessarily trying to beat the bad guys so much as get out alive. Okay. So like stuff like, you know, well, I guess the original Wolfenstein maybe, because I think you're escape. I think you're an escape prisoner in that one. Yeah. You're getting out of castle Wolfenstein. But I know like the later ones, like you're, you know, stuff like call of duty or some shit that's clearly a first person shooter even if it was horror based and it's not but your mission is to defeat the bad guy yeah like metroid's pretty spooky sometimes i mean it's kind of creepy it's got eerie music but like you're sent there to go kill the bad guy that's your job whereas in survival horror games generally like fucking you didn't mean for any of this shit to happen you're all wrapped up in something you didn't see coming it's horrible and you're just trying to like you got to maybe sometimes you got to beat the bad guys to get out alive Mm -hmm. but that's only if you could not do that and get out alive, you'd be fine. That's your job. That's your goal. Now, did you play any of the later Doom games? I only I remember watching a friend play. I think on the on the Xbox 360. I think it was Doom three, and like that one, just like atmospheric, like lighting oh, and sound and shit was just freaky as fuck. They, well, yeah, because they had some parts with like just like the original Doom, where you go into that area and it goes black and like the lights flash and like yeah. the pig dudes are running around. I remember that part from Doom three. They kind of paid homage to that yeah and it was yeah it was fucking stressful see i remember it was our our buddy brian who was like mr like horror movies and you know like he was a fucking tough dude he he didn't scare easy and i remember just like him like taking a break from the game just because it was fucking freaking him out i was like man i i don't know if i want to play this game yeah, that that one I I I think I could get a stronger case for it. But then like once it went to like was it Doom twenty sixteen? That one. Oh yeah, just, the one that was just Doom. Yeah, that one's fucking straight up balls to the wall mass murder fucking first person shooter frenetic. I want to play power that. Kill. I remember seeing fucking, trailers for it. It looks fucking, fucking badass. Great. It is not survival horror though. Like, <laughs> you, it's maybe survival horror for everyone you're murdering. For, like the demons are trying to survive you. <laughs> yeah. Another one is the first Bioshock. I know I mentioned that earlier with atmospherics and such. I think it is. I've got it on my list. Oh, okay. Because because it's it's got jump scares. Fucking the For atmosphere sure. is creepy as fuck. Dude. Fucking Rapture is wonderful. Funny. Yeah. It, it is again it's beautifully disgusting it is so decrepit but it's got that cool art deco style and it's just it it sells failed utopia yeah. so well and it's got like the weird bio upgrades so it's, it's almost like body horror where like you're shooting bees out your hands and all kinds of shooting weird bees shit. holy shit i mean hey, you didn't get that one no i, I, I haven't cool. uh i haven't beaten that game oh no I, I played a bunch of it once when i first downloaded it and then stepped away for years. And then more recently, Angelina and I went to start it because she she liked the style. She liked the way it looked. So we started it up fucking 10, 15 minutes in. She's like, nope, not for me. Oh, like, 10, 15 minutes. But she, so she didn't even make it to the first like Big Daddy. We may have made it just to that point. Is that the one that like walks through that, that like the big open hallway when you're like behind a window or a cage or something? You see, it was the first time you see a little sister. Yeah, she's kind of like skipping behind it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't like actually see her like harvesting shit from the corpses yet though. Yeah, yeah. I I think that was where we got when, when she had like fully written it off. I would definitely and fully put Bioshock into the survival horror category, even though inventory management and ammo's not really as much of a thing it's it's a bit more first person shootery there like yeah, the you're well provided pretty heavy for. yeah it's 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 closer to like a left for dead thing but the atmosphere 
the jump scares, like kind of figuring out all the lore in a in the creepiest way possible through tapes of people that are all dead. Yeah, and and the weird transmissions from Andrew Ryan, and uh, and then most notably the fucking Big Daddy and Little Sister thing. That shit is creepy as fuck. You've got like this big fucking diving bell machine monster thing that protects this creepy yeah, with a drill hand yeah this creepy little undead girl that goes around harvesting goo from dead bodies yeah you know and and that's a, that's a game that i would one day love to step into and play all the way through because somehow it's still never been fully spoiled for me like i don't actually know who the little sisters or big daddies are or where they come from or what oh that's awesome yeah, well I, I'm one of the notes on here that I have is about the final scene in that game, and I guess I won't talk about it. Thank you so much. Because it's fucking great. Oh, okay, yeah. The end of please, that game is so good and satisfying. So you, you finish that game. It's great. Or or listeners, if you're if you're curious about this, go YouTube it. I'm sure you can find a video of somebody doing it. Yeah, and uh, and the enemies that you go up in that thing, they're all fucking nuts. They're like they're like those guys with like the weird rabbit masks and fucking weird ass shit man like they're they're kind of like insane and like bio deformed and shit yeah i don't know that that game even though i haven't I, I mean i've i've probably maybe gotten halfway through i would imagine you know with like what the length of games are but that that game just fucking blows my mind i love the shit out of that game yeah i remember playing that one when it first came out and it, it blew it did it blew my mind i was just like oh man i i i, I devoted hours to it because it was just so engrossing and, and and reading all like getting all those little audio clips and listening to mm-hmm. them all kind of putting the lore like what happened in rapture putting it all together and and that was one that i that i did play like by myself at night yeah like, like when i first started it like even even when it when it starts off with like the plane crash in the water and you're just like what the fuck is going on here like the 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 atmosphere was was top notch um i did get freaked out though of course good <laughs> Another one that I, that I believe would be survival horror, but then again, I'm not sure. I it's got to be it. I maybe I don't know. Um, Dead Rising. Uh, yeah. It's again, it's kind of silly, but it is definitely like it. You know, it's a zombie game. You're trying to survive in a mall. Yeah, it's it's a video game version of a survival horror movie, but I don't know if that yeah. that doesn't automatically qualify it as a survival horror game, but. Well, it, you do have a time limit that you're fighting against. It is, it's just so goofy, though. Oh. Like, you could put, like, a big fake bear head on and, and beat people with frying pans. And you could put a fucking Mega Man blaster arm on your, on your hand. I love it. That game was fun as fuck. Running through the fucking mall with the fucking shopping cart, yeah. just fucking mowing over zombies. Oh. We had so much fun with that demo. Like, oh. And that was such a small snip. In fact, I think I would almost rather play the demo over and over again than play the full game. Because once we started playing the full game, all of a sudden you've got to worry about like bosses to beat and shit. I'm like, what the no, fuck? Like, I, I just want a sandbox where I can fuck up zombies yeah. in funny ways. Frying pans, baseball bats, guitars, yeah. teddy bears. And the sound design in that game was good too. Yeah. Like the, the very satisfying noise when you clunk someone in the head with a frying pan <laughs> or with a kabong of a guitar. Yeah. It was solid. Um, I don't think I'd call that survival horror. Like it's fun as hell. It's kind of horror, but it, it is just, it's a little too silly. A little too silly actiony. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it was horrifying enough. Um, I, you know, dead Island's one of those games I never play. I downloaded it cause it's also on Xbox uh, game pass right now, mm-hmm. but I didn't get around to playing it. Same thing with like Alan Wake. I yeah. remember Alan Wake coming out 
and I don't remember anything else about it other but I remember like running going through the woods all creepy with flashlights and shit. I spent a good couple of afternoons cuz I don't think I played it at night <laughs> with uh, with Alan Wake. <laughs> that shit was creepy and it was fun as fuck. I don't think I would call it survival horror. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I I had not played it. I just got the impression that maybe it was cuz it looked creepy. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I mean, I guess according to your to your definitions, it it might be, but it seems like 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 it's no everything has a linear path. I don't know. Well, yeah, linear, survival horror games are pretty linear. I yeah, mean. maybe maybe it is more comparable to a Resident Evil, just with like ghosts and it's like Resident Evil by way of Stephen King, with a little okay. bit of like Twin Peaks peppered in there. Oh, that sounds fun, dude! I fucking loved it. But it's another one of those things that for whatever reason I just. I got distracted and didn't come back to it. So it's, yeah, and now it it's happens. like, I have to start over. Yeah. I, well, I just downloaded it cause I was hoping to try and play through more games, but I, I didn't get around to it. But, uh, dead Island, same way. Like, I don't know where that falls. It's definitely a zombie game, but I don't know if it's really survival horror or if it's not, I do know it has the single best video game trailer in my opinion ever. Oh, that should have been your favorite use in pop culture. I, it could be. I really like that actually. That's, that is definitely an option. Yeah. I never played it either. I mean, I, I had options of downloading it several times. I may have even downloaded one of them at one point, but it was just sort of, it, yeah, it just never happened. Like I, I, I was more comfortable going back and playing left for dead again. That's not a bad choice. Yeah. Yeah. A, a couple of my favorites. I said, I'd talk about it later. Fucking dead space. Yeah. It's very action packed, but, um, so it's a little bit more actiony, but it, I mean, your your ammo is fucking super limited. Your the health packs are a little bit more more generous. Save points are pretty copious, which is nice. But one of the things I really loved about that game was that it didn't have a HUD at all, which I think is really great for survival. I think that's it helps with immersion when there's not like a life bar in the corner, yeah, and heads an up ammo display. counter in the bottom, and all that other shit and a lot of resident evil games don't really have much of one either mm-hmm. um but i thought what they did with that one was really cool because like you've got like that suit on I imagine that's probably if you know anything about dead space it's that weird fucking mining suit that yeah the wears. look of the suit that looks like a fucking sci-fi gimp suit yes with metal plating on it randomly yeah but the the like it's third person so you see the back of the suit and he's got like this little like spinal column light that that's his life bar and mm. so like, as he gets hit, it goes down and then he's got like another little light for his stasis pack. Cause you can like shoot and freeze, like shoot dudes and they slow down so that, um, and you know, so your charge on that is on like another little thing there. And then like, when you hold your gun up, there's like a little holographic display above the gun showing you what the ammo is. But when the gun's not out, you do not know how much ammo there is. Okay. And then it shows on his suit. He's got like a little flap thing that like, that would be like a heads up display. So like it like projects like video feeds and stuff when you're talking to other people. Mm-hmm. And it, it's cool because it kind of stays there. And like, as you rotate around the camera, it's kind of stays like he's looking at it. Mm-hmm. So if you're over his shoulder, you can see it real well, but you can go to like to the side where it's just nothing. Yeah. Just flat. But so he gave it like a really cool atmosphere. And, uh, the other really cool thing about that game is shooting the dead, like, you know, the necromorphs, I think they call them. But shooting the zombies in the head is fucking worthless. I guess the gimmick of that game, was it to have a gimmick, is to kill the bad guys, you need to dismember them. So the whole aim is to shoot limbs off of them. Like you're shooting them in the body, shooting them in the head. Like you pop their head and they just keep coming at you. Oh. And they're fucking creepy as hell. They got like these weird arms with like blades. 
on the ends of them and, and and some of them have like scorpion tails and like little they're just fucking creepy ass looking enemies and it's cool because you're fucking you're shooting them with like mining equipment to like knock their arms off and then not, you know, knock their legs off to slow them down and then shooting their arms off to kill them oh weird it's just solid and creepy and uh very well done he's one of those silent protagonists isaac whatever his name is there he's you know there and they're i just, like silent men they crash onto this mining ship and uh, their ship gets destroyed. And so they got to get the mining ship up and running and try and get the fuck out of there. And it's infested with assholes that want to kill them. Just a whole bunch of angry sphincters. Yep. And then you, you again, you find the lore out through like getting like tapes and like learning little bits about what the fuck happened on this place because it's completely fucked. Uh, but it, it, it's fucking brilliant. And the, the graphics hold up real well on the PS3. Like it still looked really nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't, you know, I won't talk too much about it about like plot points and stuff because you haven't played it yet yeah no i i will go and, and do, I want this. You to I can, do that i can update us uh update the audience on our next uh debrief yeah like i was playing it last night and odin came in and sat with me for about five minutes and then was like nope <laughs> those guys those guys are too creepy i'm out of here oh maybe my update will be very brief <laughs> Uh, and it's cool because it's got parts like where you're in the vacuum of space. So you got to worry about air and like where there's zero gravity. So you can like use mag boots to leap from like one magnetic surface to another. Mm-hmm. It's fucking fun. And, uh, the grand rapidians would be very happy to know that, uh, it has a solid bathroom situation. <laughs> there's piss jugs. I didn't see any jugs, but there are bathrooms everywhere. Like it's like every, every level you go into, there's a bathroom on them. They don't do anything. They got toilets in them. Like you could pick up some items in them occasionally jump scare every once in a while, but like they designed the levels of the ship to actually, it feels like you're on a ship. It's a functional yeah. ship. It feels like a, you know, this would have been real. Like the layouts aren't super ridiculous. I mean, some of them are, you know, they're video game levels. So yeah. they're maybe more complicated. It's than a video game sometimes. spaceship, but it feels like it all could occur within the spaceship and that that spaceship could be a real thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they just did a really good job with level design and, and atmosphere and sound. Do you ever watch Fact Fiend on YouTube nope. with Carl Smallwood? Well, but he did one on Dead Space. I guess it's an EA game, I think. They were sharing like a working space with the folks for that was doing The Sims. Mm-hmm. And like to make all of the like gross skull crushing, like limb rending sound effects, they were basically smashing vegetables and fruits on mic. And so they'd go into like the recording booth and they'd be like smashing cantaloupes and watermelons and breaking carrots and shit. And they'd try and clean it up. But I guess like the, after like a month, all of the booths smelled like rotten fruit and <laughs> there's like chunks <laughs> of stuff. Like, and the Sims team was really mad at them and ended up like hiring a professional cleaner and, and just stink eyeing them the whole time. Well, fuck off nerds. People mutilating vegetables and uh, screaming. Lots of screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're in their booths trying to go like, like talk Sims and these guys are over there fucking horror showing it. <laughs> There's a jump scare. I should have done it in mic. Uh, let's see. Oh, we're getting a little long here. So uh, a couple quick recommendations. Mm-hmm. Final Station. Never is, heard of it. It's it's like a little, you know, pixel graphic side-scrolling game. So, like, how many bits for the old folks like us? It, you know, it's modern, but it's probably equivalent to, like, souped-up Nintendo. So, souped-up 8-bit. Like, it's it's kind of like 8-bit, but it's got, like, a little bit more, like, particle... Not particle effects, but, like, you know, more fancier than an NES could actually do. Okay. 
kind of thing. But about that that level of of pixelation. Um, but it's on it's on Xbox. At least it was on Game Pass, and it was an Xbox like lot you know free with gold game a while back. Mm-hmm. And I played through the whole thing, and it's a lot of fun. Like you're like this train conductor guy. You're going through this world. There's all these like weird zombie dudes. It's solid survival. You got to worry about your ammo and your inventory. You're on a train. You're trying to rescue people. Like you go in, you got to collect stuff and get the code to get to unlock the train to go to the next station. And uh, so it's got all these little paths and stuff you can do. And then when you rescue someone, you bring them back and sometimes they're injured or they're starving and you have to like try and try and keep them alive till you get to like the big city, which involves giving them like your med packs Fuck and, off. and your food if you want to keep them alive. Mm-mm. And then like while the train's moving in between stuff, you have to like, they have different stations where things are like, you know, a bar is going down. You have to go over and like tap it to get it back up and like keep the lights on and keep things running. But it, it was solid survival horror game, but it's like a, a 2D side-scrolling platformer. And uh, it uh, it was a lot of fun. I would absolutely recommend it. And then I guess on the far other, when you were talking about the far other side of Left 4 Dead, the game that came to mind was Outlast. Uh, that was going to be the one that I was going to bring up. Yep. It's on the far other side because you can't even fight in that. Nope. You're literally just trying to fucking run for your life. Now, I only played <laughs> it uh, when it was brand new yes, uh, at a buddy's place. So what is it? You're you're a photographer, a journalist? I think you're a and journalist. You, and you break into an old asylum? Yeah, you've heard about something hinky going on at a local uh, asylum, and you break in to kind of investigate and see what's going on, and... Uh, yeah, it's way worse than you thought it was. It is fucking nightmare fuel. I like I was only watching somebody play it for a few hours. I can't I think I played it for a little bit. But like even just sitting there in a dark room with a couple other people while while it's being played like it scared the fucking piss out of me. And and you have no ability to fight back. Yeah. You can only run and hide. And and it's for for the inventory and ammo management, you're looking for batteries. Yeah, for because your flashlight and your camera. You've got your flashlight and your camera, and so when your flashlight goes out, it's fucking dark and you can't see anything. And when it's dark, if you want to like look around without the flashlight on, you have to use the camera's night vision mode. Yeah. And all you see is through that little grainy-ass screen as you're looking around. And yeah, that game is stressful. Yeah, like when something actually <laughs> comes after you and you have to hide, or you have to like get in a fucking locker somewhere and like watch the person like sneak by like it's fucking intense and the sound design and that's good too because like you're like you're breathing heavy and you can like hear the dude's heartbeat mm-hmm. and shit you're just, like, sitting there looking through the little slats on a fucking locker and like big monster fucking thing goes lumbering by and i don't Fuck. think i mean I, I i guess i'm not that in touch with the with the video game world but i don't feel like like that one got a whole shit ton of acclaim you know, like I, I feel like it existed and people appreciate it, but it's, it's not like on the list of like best games ever, or at least I never see it anywhere. Like I had to struggle to remember the name of it when we were talking about this like a week ago. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't think it. I mean, it was, it was out there, but I mean, it wasn't like a, a big name. Yeah, and I guess you can't really make a chain out of it or or a franchise out of it, which I'm fine with. Like yeah. it, it was good. It's a fun experience. Play it. Move on. So uh, I think the. F- The final thing I've got here is uh, a game that thus far I've only played on my phone, which is a really hard place, I think, to experience survival horror. Yeah. Because it's your fucking phone. It's this tiny little screen. So, like, how scary and how hard could it be? It can't really render some really gnarly graphics or, you know, all that. Uh, And that's Five Nights at Freddy's. (laughs) Ugh. Yeah, I got that on my phone, and uh, 
holy shit, that game is stressful as fuck. Like looking around, you know, basically, so for anyone that hasn't played it, you're basically hired at this pizza place to be the night guard. And turns out the animatronics come to life at night and try and kill you. It is at its core a resource management game because you've got like a certain amount of power and you can either turn lights on or use cameras. And for some reason in this security office, you can either have one door closed or the other one. (laughs) So you've got to like look at the cameras and be like, oh shit, someone's coming here. Shut that door and then you get killed. Fuck, that game's terrifying. Yeah, I only watched... In fact, I th- it may have been your son I was watching play that, but it, it was just like... And I think I tried once or twice, and it's just like fucking... Even on a phone screen, you know, just... Uh, fucking like, like just turning around, and then there's a fucking grotesque animatronic Chuck E. Cheese type character like right in front of you. Like, it, it's fucking shocking. It's Jump Scare City. Oh, you're so heavy on the jump scares. And sometimes... I remember playing it like sometimes they'd be jumping out at you trying to kill you. And sometimes you just like look to the left and they'd just be standing there staring at you and be like, oh, fuck. No, no, close the door. That's actually <laughs> all I remember. Ha- or that's cool. all I ever saw. Like I never saw something like running at me. <laughs> it, no. it was just there. No. Yeah, or you'd look down at the vent and there'd be like a he- one of their heads down in the vent. And, oh, no. Fuck me. No. That game was so simple and so fucking effectively terrifying and what's weird is like i heard about it through pop culture before i ever yeah. experienced the game like fucking pops and and little figures and just like five nights of Fred. i'd like i didn't know how terrifying it was because it was on children's shit oh my, my son was super still super into it but he was he was like a huge fan he wanted t-shirts he wanted all this stuff but I couldn't actually get him to play the game for a long time. Like I got it on my phone for him and was like, here, if I can play this. And he like played it for like five minutes and was like, nope, <laughs> I'm done with that. Yeah. And like he'd go back to it every once in a while, but it's, it's fucking intense, man. And, um, I've got something for you. I, I don't like where this is going. Earlier this afternoon, I downloaded uh five nights at Freddy's, uh, help wanted on the Oculus quest. And I think we should take a break. And uh, you should uh, go play that. I don't think I want to. And experience some Five Nights at Freddy in VR in your fucking face where you can't look away. Don't you have another survival <laughs> horror game? I do. You can play that too if you want. I, th- I think I would rather play that. Like, honestly, like after having this conversation just now, like, I, I really don't think I want to play it. Oh, I think that would on, be John, uncomfortable can... for me. And I think when i when i get home tonight and it's all dark i think i'm going to be seeing that fucking shit in my head and i don't think i want that in my life oh i want that in your life so bad <laughs> i i don't oh well I, anyway i think we we'll take a break yeah. and we'll put a we'll put a, a vr headset on you and see if we can make you scream oh boy okay all right folks we'll be, we'll right be back, back. Hi, I'm Dietrich. I'm Alex. And I'm Ben. We're from the podcast That Song From That Movie, the journey through the very best and worst of movie songs. We want you to join us on our voyage across the cinematic sound waves as we take a deep dive on a new song and movie each week to figure out just what makes them tick. Already we've set sail with Celine Dion on the Titanic, found a friend in Toy Story, and gotten drenched out in the rain with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Hopefully each breakdown allows us to answer the ultimate question of what's better, the movie or the song. Or at least learn something new along the way. Just like learning that Toy Story 4 is a meaningless cash grab without a soul. You can subscribe right now on all good podcast platforms. If you use one of the bad ones, then that's on you, and we can't be held responsible. Subscribe to that song from that movie. Welcome back, Ben. Hey, John. 
How you doing? Oh, man. Boy, is my heart beating fast from those <laughs> scary VR games I totally just played. You lying son of a bitch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, John chickened out. Hey, I was I was going to expose myself. It's so much easier <laughs> to be self-deprecating than to hear it from someone else. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I I uh, I made no bones about it. I'm, Bob, I'm a scaredy cat. And, you know, I even told Ben this, that, like, if we hadn't led into the break talking about five nights at freddy's and how creepy it is even on the phone i i would have played it i would have forgotten and i probably would have regretted it but you know i started thinking (laughs) about it and i was like you know what after this i have to walk out in the creepy dark on ben's fucking mountain property i mean granted it's only like 50 feet to my car which is nothing but then i'd have to go home where the where the lights are all out and i'm fucking looking down dark hallways and around corners and shit. And I, you know, not for me, not tonight. So oh, man, sorry, listeners, but we will be able to follow up on our, uh, off topic debrief. Cause I am going to come up here during the daytime, <laughs> like a fucking <laughs> wuss piece of shit. And I'll, I'll play these games. I'm interested in playing them, but yeah, I'm a fucking wuss. Not when it's dark. Yeah. You're going to be able to take it off and see the safety of the sun. Exactly. Just like watching a horror movie during the day. You know, I, I can I can turn out all the shades and make it as dark in the room as I can and uh, and watch a horror movie. But I want to see that sunlight afterwards. Like it, it, it keeps it from staying in my head. Sunlight washes all the fear away, John. Yeah. And I enjoy it more. So. Yeah, well, that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. But you went ahead and played it for for about the last hour. Oh, no half hour we had to yeah. we had to load up um and i got to watch you and i videotaped a little bit but uh what'd you think of it uh it was solidly five nights at freddy's um it, this so the i guess the one that it has the first one the second one the third one and then a couple other weird versions that i had never heard of but odin seemed excited about oh so that's what that fnaf one was it was five nights at freddy's one and yep. oh, okay fnaf one um, so yeah, I played the, the first few nights of the first one and the first night of the third one, I think, which was entirely confusing and I had no idea what was going on. Oh, was that the one with all the air vents and the, yeah. the door that doesn't close? The, yeah. And okay. there's like some naked animatronic creature standing there staring at me and- Oh, it was naked? Well, it had like no skin on. So, so it was like, like an like endoskeleton? Yeah. And just sitting there staring at me and I'm like, I can't close the door. What do I do? And I'm like picking up like plushies and throwing them at it. Yeah. <laughs> Go away. Uh, but that game is, uh, it's like just, it's perfectly built for VR. Like it's solidly immersive because you're looking around, you're pressing buttons, you can pick stuff up. I've been sitting here like th- this must just be an effect of us knowing each other so well and having spoken so many times. But I was, I was sitting here with the words solidly creepy. Yeah, and and I was just waiting. I was like, "Say solidly creepy," but <laughs> you said solidly at least. Glad I didn't disappoint. Uh, but no, it, it's a it's a solid port. There's solid again for you, Jim. It is solidly port ported, and it, it I jumped and screamed a couple times. Yeah, because um, shit just pops out of nowhere and fucking yeah, jams you. It's creepy as fuck, man. The third one, I thought like I couldn't figure out what to do. Maybe it was just because I didn't know what I was doing. But it was definitely 
like, okay, there's a guy standing there. I don't know what to do. And then some other thing kind of jumped out of nowhere and like screamed at me. And I yeah, was it was dead. like a, like a ghost came from the computer and yelled at you. And then, but you didn't die that first time. And then, yeah. And then I did. So I had no idea what was going on, but it, uh, it had jump scares that made me jump and scared me. So see, I think from, from watching the different ones there, like, I think I would just, I would enjoy the first one much more because the third one just seemed to break rules. And, and that's something with like yeah. horror movies and games where you need rules. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to be in control, but to, to at least understand, you know, the mechanics of the world. Otherwise yeah. it's like one of those, uh, YouTube videos where you're staring there and it's like, look at this picture and see what happens. And then like, it suddenly switches to a scary face and a scream that's just meant to fucking freak you out. There's, you know, there's nothing. It's just a trap. Yeah. There's no logic to it. And those are great to show to other people and laugh at them when they scream. Oh but, yeah. Like that little fucking maze game yeah. where like I was cleaning up even on the, on the last level before the exorcist girl pops up in front of you. Like I, I was so fucking proud of myself and then just bam, like it, Oh, it got me. It oh got yeah. Me good. Oh, I, I should pull that up. I don't think my kids have seen that yet. Oh, <laughs> I should totally get both of them. Totally should. Well, it's separately on two different occasions so that. One of them doesn't see it happen to the other. Yeah. I, I want to see your daughter do that because she's the tougher of the two. Yeah. Even though she she decided not to play the game and and your son did. Oh, I've got a video that you've seen of my daughter playing Lies Beneath on the VR. She doesn't sound tough at all. She sounds very scared. Yeah, that was entertaining. <laughs> I imagine I will sound very similar to that. And, and we'll get some videos so we can post it on the Instagram. Just because we're right here, I think uh, I'm going to break this break some rules and structure here and jump into my favorite use in pop culture. Oh shit. Because it applies. And, uh, so far it's, uh, what VR can do for survival horror. Yeah. Like I've got a game lies beneath that I didn't talk about before. And, uh, it's, it's fucking fantastic. It's so fun. Um, it's, it's a straight up survival horror game. You're running around in the woods and there's these creepy fucking oh, things. The woods. Yeah. You're out. In, yeah. Uh, in like the second chapter, I think you're at like some docks or some shit, but it's all creepy as fuck. That's for sure. Uh, but you're like, you're looking for your dad. Like he crashed his car cause he saw some weird creepy girl and then, uh, and swerved, swerved into the woods. Sounds right. And then when you came to, he was gone and there was a trail of blood and you like find it in. There's all these like yeah don't don't uh don't give me too much to anticipate yeah but they're weird like zombie monster creatures or some shit but there's creepy shit that you've got to uh fight and and just the immersiveness of being in that situation in vr where like you can look all the way you can look around you you reach down and pull your gun off your hip you know it's like your actual movements matter you could throw shit at things (laughs) when you're freaking out and uh it's just, it's so perfectly tailored for that genre. Just because the survival horror is already immersive enough. Like you're sitting there and absorbed in what's going on the screen because you're, you're hyper vigilant that something's going to jump out and kill you. And so having that strapped to your face where you can't look away. Yeah. You don't have the comfort of like, oh, I'm on my couch. Nope. Even I if, can pause it. Even if it is daytime, you can't see the sun. Like you have to like physically pull this thing off your face to, to get out of the action. Maybe I won't try this and, out. And it is, uh, it, I mean, it is just so much fun. Like when I was playing Dead Space last night, I was like, oh man, this would be, you know, to play that, you know, via first person, like you were in Isaac's suit. 
uh, would be absolutely fucking terrifying in VR. <laughs> It'd be horrible. And there, there's a lot of cheesy ass horror games for uh, for VR. I mean, I guess cheesy, but I mean, like where you go through and it's just like, ooh, you're in a creepy building and you walk through and nothing happens and it takes half an hour to get through. Yeah, just some flickering lights or something, creepy sounds. Yeah, and jump scares and things and that, you know, but they're they're not uh, they're not survival horrors. They're just kind of like spook them up games. Like a haunted house. Yeah, yes. Walk, walk through haunted house. Yes, exactly. But Lives Beneath Solid, like I think I've put like six hours into it maybe, and, it, and I'm only like halfway through the freaking campaign. Oh, cool. So it's got some solid time. It's got good gunplay and melee physics and stuff. So mm-hmm. like you get stuff out, you shoot. It's got, so far I've got like a pistol and a shotgun, and then it's got like axes, like, and you could throw the axes and um, it's got these little spike things and. But yeah, it's it's fun, it's creepy, and it's it's a solid action game too, which is cool. So I would recommend that. But uh, uh, just the what VR can do for survival horror and did in Lies Beneath is uh, is like the most exciting thing for for that for the genre, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, well, my favorite use in pop culture, like I think it would be very easy for me to say that my uh, my favorite use in pop culture would be either Left for Dead or Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Because clearly, I mean, I've gushed about those enough. Um, I, I don't feel like there's a whole lot of, at least off the top of my head, like uses where of survival horror video games in an, like I was trying to think of like a movie where people get sucked into a survival horror video game or something. There's but, like the Resident Evil movies, but I don't imagine that is your favorite in no, anything. I thought about that earlier. <laughs> I was like, Mila, Mila Jovovich in, in that little skirt with the slit up the side and those boots like jump kicking zombies and stuff that that was that was sexy enough back then but um not great on oh, like the laser though. net that was a cool little effect when it went over that guy and he oh yeah went into cubes um wait maybe i'm thinking of the cube when it sliced somebody into cubes maybe this one just cut them in half it's been a long time since i've seen them so. one, of, one of those things or those things are both true but i'm not sure which movie it's attached to um, but I think what I'm going to go, go with, even though I don't have as much time, uh, invested in these sort of things, but it brought me a lot of joy, like, like joy per moment is very high for the, uh, a game we hadn't talked about yet, which no, is perfect. The, the Friday the 13th game for Xbox one. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah we, yes. The, the online game where you get to either play as a uh, camp counselor or Jason, and if you're Jason, you're, you get to pick your fucking Jason from, uh, from different movies, and you get to hunt down those fucking counselors. I haven't played it yet. I mean, I guess this is, this is kind of unfair to make it my favorite use in pop culture, but I, I fucking I loved the concept, and once I finally played it, it did not let me down. You know, but just... Being able to fully realize a movie like Friday the Thirteenth, and it's such a uh, it's such a simple concept. I mean, it's a simple game. It's just you know you have a map, you have a few players. One person is killing the rest, and the others have to survive and figure things out. And I think it's brilliant that somebody actually took the time to make that happen. It doesn't immediately strike me as survival horror, but it fully is. Like you're trying to survive a horror movie. Like if you're not Jason then like you're one of the counselors and you've got to like go find a can of gas and 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 re- and fuel up the boat and get out of there or go find keys to a car find the keys to a car and get in a car or do any of those things 
And Jason has like certain superpowers and shit where he can like move somewhere really fast or, um, or some of the other ones like shrug off damage or, you know, all kinds of shit. He could break down doors that you yeah, can. Yeah, it was the one that, that, where there was like some sort of like extra sensory power. Yeah, where he can like see the re- your, like a red blob of you moving in the distance yeah. and shit. And so, so it makes it easier for you to locate and like sneak up on people. And yeah, playing as a camp counselor in that game, like you're running around, like you think you're safe and then all of a sudden, Jason, he like kicks down a door or he's just all of a sudden right behind you and like tries to stab you with some shit. It's like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Yeah. And they've got little ways to stun them. You can like stab them in the eye or or like use like flares or something. With yeah, them. shoot them with a flare gun. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that game is, is fun as hell. It's kind of like, I haven't played Dead by Daylight. But it's, uh, I noticed it's also on um, uh, Game Pass right now. But it's the same kind of thing where like one person's a killer and everyone else is trying to survive, but it's not licensed, you know? So it was yeah. like, I think it might've come out before the Friday the 13th game even. And so they just kind of used generic Jason-like killer. Yeah. <laughs> is, is the guy. And uh, yeah, and I think in that one, you've got to like grab people and like bring them back to like your base and like hang them up on a meat hook. Gross. Yeah. But uh, yeah, both of those are um, are solidly survival horror, but they're like multiplayer survival horror. I can't yeah. think of very many other, other than like Left 4 Dead, where it's cooperative. But very many things where you can get like six people together, six to eight people together, and, and all experience a survival horror game. Yeah, like I really love that that exists. That, that's, that's something that I, I wasn't, was it crowdfunded? I feel like it may have been crowdfunded. That wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, because I mean, it was it's online only. Uh, you can play like a local campaign as Jason, which is all I've actually done. But um, I've actually I've done a deep dive on the game, just like review wise and and looking into it and hearing people talk about it. And it, yeah, I don't know. If I yeah, I don't know if it's fair to call it my favorite use. And like, it's not my favorite use because I've experienced it more than anything else and and i've gotten so much joy from it like throughout my life like i did with zombies ate my neighbors and left for dead but i i think the world is better for it existing yeah i mean it's almost like your favorite use of pop culture in survival horror too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's almost yeah. the other way around yeah like there was some jason in there and it's i mean it's brilliant like you couldn't do that with nightmare on elm street because no. the the thing is so tailored to the character itself, you know, like if if you were going to have a dream world where somebody needs to survive, it's so personal. Yeah. But with something like, you're just like hanging out at Camp Crystal Lake, you know, boning your teenage buddies. Well, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you're just a, uh, a horny teenager at Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, you know, Jason's going to kill you. Yeah. And and I mean, it's exactly what I fear when I'm out. At, at, if I was at some some remote like desolation campground, of course, I'm going to fucking think that there's going to be something behind that tree over there and if lightning strikes i'm definitely gonna see it and then i'm gonna freak out and then at least one of my friends is gonna die in front of me before i get killed yeah well i'm not a final girl (laughs) and it's it's cool how each of the jasons has their own like set of special abilities too like some of them can run and some of them can't yeah consistent with the movies and and you know some of them can like, I think one of them can like smash people's heads and they have like different finishing moves and shit. <laughs> it's, it's fucking cool. 
The, yeah. the only downside is you have to unlock all the different Jasons. It's like, yeah, man, I think when I played it here, you had like most three or them, four different Jasons. Yeah, and most of them were still locked. It's like, man, I just want to cycle through and play them all. But. Hey, you you had uh, Friday the 13th Part 3, Jason, which is my favorite. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah. Yeah. So now that we went over our favorites, uh, what was your first impression of survival horror, John? You know, after going through the uh, the the list of what qualifies... I think by default, it has to be Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I remember, um, again, hey, we get to bring him back up. Preston, uh, he had the Super Nintendo when we were kids, and I had the Sega Genesis. And um, he got that game for Super Nintendo before I ever got it for Genesis, um, even though it's essentially the same game. Yeah, it wasn't one that had, like, drastic differences? No, no, not at all. It was pretty much a direct port. Um, and I remember going to his place and playing it and it was, it was very appropriate because, you know, we were best buds growing up and I watched horror movies at his place on the weekends and we played video games together all, all the years of our lives, uh, growing up, you know, right around the corner from each other. So it was, uh, it was perfect. You know, like, Hey, here's a little goofy top down, you know, game called zombies ain't my neighbors like you know what you're getting into it's a very throwback even the soundtrack was great and um yeah your two kids with squirt guns that kill zombies and you can get bazookas and you can get like a six packs of soda that explode and they have other levels where you're like in a shopping mall and there's little like like essentially chucky dolls but they like throw hatchets at you like it was, it was a really good game. You go into, into like mummies, tombs and shit. Like it's not all just backyards and trampolines and swimming pools and shit. Um, really brilliant game. And I think it's 99 levels long. Holy shit. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I've never beaten it from beginning to end. That's a lot of levels. It is. It's fucking bonkers. Unless they're like bubble bobble levels where they're really short. No, they That's are a not. a lot of levels. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't think I I don't think I played that until years later with an emulator because I did not have a Genesis or a Super Nintendo. Oh jeez! Until well, third I mean, world. I, I have owned one, but it was well after they were new. So like I had an NES for a very long time. Yeah, when I was a kid, and because it, it was that was in that gap where I went I was NES and then I went to computer like PC gaming for a while. Fucking nerd. Because in between after the NES, the next console I owned, I think, was a PS2. Holy shit. And the gap in between there was all PC. That's a big gap. Yeah. I like. I mean, I knew loads of people that had Super Nintendo and Genesis and PlayStation. Saturn. And all that shit. Yeah. In, in my case. Yeah. So, I mean, I like those consoles were around for me. Just uh, I did not own them. So, yeah, there's a lot of games I didn't experience until later with emulators and stuff. So. That was one of them. Um, what about you? What was your first impression of survival horror games as you look on your note machine? You're all fucking noted up tonight. I keep seeing you looking down at that. Yeah. I'm fucking prepared like a fucking professional, John. <laughs> so I was thinking about that because, like I said, I didn't own a, a PS1. So, like, I played Resident Evil, but it wasn't, like, something I owned and played through. It was like I played it at a friend's house briefly and yeah. didn't... Like I like, I enjoyed it, but it, it didn't really leave a proper impression on me. It wasn't something that soaked in until much later. It wasn't very it. visceral. Yeah. And I was thinking on the list of the games that I'm not sure if they count as survival horror or not. 
In fact, I'm almost certain it doesn't. <laughs> oh, shit. I'll allow it, though. But the first game that truly, like, scared me, and, like, I remember playing it at night in the dark and being legitimately scared, and I think you know what it is. I think I have a pretty good idea, you fuck. Um, Because <laughs> you didn't pick it, sucker. Nah, because I, I wouldn't have picked it. Yeah, well, is uh, it was the seventh guest. Fuck you. Um, I mean, it was puzzles. Uh, there was no real inventory management to speak of. It did have jump scares. Did it? Oh, yeah. Like a little jack-in-the-box that pops out. Like, it definitely had a few jump scares here and there. Hmm. Jeez, we're calling me a wuss. <laughs> I remember I remember specifically when you go up to play that chess game and the, that, like, clown pops out and, like, he's, like making a balloon animal or something like it's not like super fast or super scary but it scared the shit out of me oh weird i don't remember that but that was the first game like it wasn't really survival horror but that was the first game that made me realize games could be scary and it was awesome i think i'm in the same boat with that i remember playing that at your house and it scared the fucking piss out of me yeah playing it at night and it's all creepy it's like it's going back and playing it it is it's so campy Dude, Angelina and I, we uh, I got it on my iPad, and we were playing it, like, a couple months ago. We got through, like, I don't know, maybe the first half, three quarters of the game. The puzzles, I still have a pretty difficult time with because I'm not great at puzzles. But the two of us together, we, we, can, uh, we can knock them out pretty well. Yeah. You can't really... Can you really like die in that game? I don't think so. So like you're not. It's not. I guess it's not really survival at all. Yeah, you'll just be. <laughs> you you just wander. You wander and solve puzzles. But so even though it's not survival horror, I'm going with the seventh guest because it it cemented my the the joy I feel for being scared in the dark playing a game. Yeah, and I still love that game. Did you ever play the sequel, Eleventh Hour? Yeah, I did. I owned it. And I don't think I ever beat that one, though. We bought that a couple years ago at, like, a yard sale. We saw it for, like, ten bucks, and we're like, fuck yeah, why not? We both love Seventh Guest. But, I mean, we we don't have a PC, or, like, I guess I do have an external CD drive for my computer, but I have not played it. Yeah, there, going through when I was doing the research for this topic in general, there's a, a lot of games that I hadn't played, like big ones, like Silent Hill. Never played Silent Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. We we could have Supposed mentioned really it earlier, good. but yeah, I guess we wouldn't have a whole lot to Don't say. Don't have a lot to say about it. I never played it. I watched Preston play it, and it was creepy. Yeah. Um, what was that game with the 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 camera and the ghost at a fatal frame? Is that the... I do remember that being... Like you were like a girl a with a camera and there's a bunch yeah. of ghosts and shit. Like, yeah, I remember. I never played it. Yeah. Heard it was good. So there's a lot more of them out there than I'm familiar with. Um, and I would be down to give them a shot. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I I guess it's uh, it's one word review time. Oh, boy. It is already. What do you got? Um, I'm going with exhilarating. Because okay. like that's that's the thing that I think I get most out of these games is that uh, that the thrill of you know and the panic that comes with realizing you're about to get ripped in half or <laughs> or thrown down a pit or eaten or something terrible and you don't know where it is you know where the monster is or where it's going to come from but you know it's coming for you and that that dread that comes with that is uh it's just it's thrilling it's exhilarating it makes uh 
you know, kind of gets you excited, gets you leaning forward, sitting on the edge of your seat, staring intently at the screen, trying to pick out whatever you can to uh, stave off the pending ambush. Yeah, I think for for the exact same reasons, I think that the word I'm going to go with is just simply panic. Yeah. Because Fuck even yeah. when I'm having the time of my life playing something like like Left 4 Dead or even like like I was talking about with Zombies Ate My Neighbors with that that dude that can cut through the hedges with chainsaws like it's fucking panic time. It's like holy fuck I got to fucking get out of this fucking place. I don't know. You know like it it's it it pumps your 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 body full of blood and adrenaline and like it it puts you in survival mode. Yep, exactly. Yeah, you really feel like you're running for your life. Yeah. Like what I was saying earlier with with Left 4 Dead, like especially towards the end of a level, like you're already fighting hordes of zombies. Like I always go to um, one of the early levels on on uh, Left 4 Dead. Shit, it may it may be two. No, I think it's the first one. I don't know the one where where you end up at like the the house on the lake, and you mm. have to wait for uh, for the boat to come and pick you up. You're in the house. You're stocked up. You've got ammo. You've got guns. You've got full med packs. And you hear, you you know, the music starts up and the hordes are just coming. You know they're fucking coming. And you're like, so you're already panicking from all of that and staying alive and working with your friends to to strategize on, on how to do things right. And, you know, it's, it's, you're doing a good job. Great. Wonderful. But then all of a sudden you, you just hear that boom, 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 boom. And it's a fucking berserker. And all of a sudden, all of your, your prep and all of your, uh, <laughs> your strategy goes out the window and you just you just go fly into a fucking flurry of uh of emotion and uh shit show time yeah it's just fucking everybody panic it's like the the fire drill never goes no everyone doesn't just get up and calmly walk out to the parking lot like you do in the fire drill. Yeah. no when there's a real fire everyone's gonna lose people are their getting shit. stomped <laughs> you know and and i feel like there was even a time in that level where like i got on the boat to get out and like before it went to like the cinematic uh, animation, like a berserker like picked up a giant like stone like they do and hucked it and killed me on the boat. <laughs> so like even though I had survived, you still I still died. Safe. Yeah, yeah. The panic and horror that comes with just not knowing what the fuck's going on is fantastic. Or or when like the when you get stuck somewhere and you you're surrounded by five or six enemies and in a game like dead space resident evil five or six enemies is a fucking problem like when they get up on you like and you're trying to like run away or roll away trying to get away from them and they're just tearing you apart and it, even if you do get out of it you're like oh shit i'm out of ammo i've got like a shred of health left i've got no herbs yeah i've yeah i've got nothing i am starting at square one here all fucked up and i've got to go down that hallway <laughs> you know where you got like one bullet left you're like all right headshots now on mm -hmm. please except drop, in dead space yeah, please drop some ammo <laughs> when i kill you please that, that's my main takeaway from these games and i love it yeah i mean even though they freak me out and i don't always play them right away at night um i do enjoy them you know, I think just, I think my general opinion of video games applies to this too, where like, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time figuring things out in video games. Like I want something with a pretty quick payoff. Yeah. You're definitely more of an action run and gun 
instant gratification kind of guy. Yeah, that's why I was that's why I was into fighting games when I was a kid too, or like Mega Man. You know, like you you get right into it. You know, there, there's no there's no fucking around. That's fair. Yeah, this was our first of uh, of our two annual uh, Halloween spooky October episodes. Uh, in our next one, we're going to be talking about zombies. Yeah, and we're going to have our, our good buddies, uh, Willie from Grand Rapidians on and Dan from the Movie Cellar, both of which are uh, big zombie fans. Yeah, good. I'll have to do a little research. In fact, Angelina has been wanting to watch some uh, some scary movies this month, so I'll Plenty have to get in some uh, out there. Yeah, some Living Dead movies and uh, maybe a 28 Days Later. I like that movie. Yeah, get some fast zombies in there. Yeah. I, I still never saw uh, World War Z. Maybe I'll watch it for that. I, I saw it. I, I'll talk about it, I guess, on the show. <laughs> All right. So make sure you tune in uh, in two weeks. And also go on to our uh, social medias or the emails or ev- anything and uh, let us know. Yeah, let us know what your favorite zombie movie is. Yeah. Or your least favorite. Yeah. Or the most mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. Your most (laughs) middle of the road indifferent zombie movie. What's at the top of the bell curve for zombie movies for you? And get used to it, listeners. For the next uh, couple shows, we're going to be ending off uh, with shameless self-promotion. We've got a uh, Kickstarter coming up for our comic book called uh space oddities you may have heard us talk about it in the in the past um it's a labor of love for us that's uh taken quite a while to get off the ground or i mean to get finished i guess yeah, for me to, to draw get, to get our asses through it yeah <laughs> um but we are uh we've got the thing all drawn up we're gonna go to kickstarter to uh fund a print run and hopefully get it colored as well that is the goal we've got some uh some color sample pages from uh dan olvera and they look beautiful yeah they look great yeah it's uh basically in a like an adventure comedy fun space thing yeah and uh it's all drawn we're just looking to get it colored and so uh we will be shamefully self-promoting more eh. than either of us want to. I'm 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 okay with it on our own show. I I think I'd have a hard time going on somebody else's show to plug my thing and tell people why I'm great. Yeah, we're probably gonna do that too. Yeah, our listeners, <laughs> our, our listeners already know why we're great. Yeah. <laughs> um. So if you want to get on our email list to uh, receive updates uh, and, and find out. You know, maybe maybe uh, we're we're thinking about doing an early bird special thing with this. Um, you can send us an email. I mean, you can send it to anywhere, and we will put your your uh, your email on the list. But we've also got an email for the comic called uh, Space Oddities Comic at Gmail dot com. Yeah, or you can go to Space Oddities Comic dot com, and there's a spot where you can put put your email in there, and uh, we'll be trying to post some updates and. You know, it's got some character rundowns and a little synopsis of the universe and uh, some stuff about us. And we'll probably post a few pages from the cold open up there at some point as well. So go check out spaceoddiescomic.com. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you, folks, for uh, for putting your lives at risk and traveling these creeptacular uh, hallways with us. Um, if you want to let us know how we did today, and please do. I mean, even if you don't want to. Let yeah. us know how we did today. Especially if you don't want to. Yeah, but do it in a in a 
very generous way. Say like, hey, I believe these guys could uh, could do very well. And uh, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, along with my constructive criticism, uh, send that over to email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Um, uh, you can find us on the social medias. We are on Facebook, Geeksploration, the podcast page, uh, Instagram, Geeksploration podcast and Twitter at Geeksplore pod. Yeah. And we're fully open to hate mail too. So if you want to just send us a scathing rebuke that we didn't cover your favorite survival horror game. Feel free. Please do. We would gladly read that on the air. Holy shit. I would love nothing more than to read a very mean, nasty email on this show. And you can also give us a call at 916-ORC-TURD. That is O-R-C-T-U-R-D. Um, leave a voicemail for us. We'll play it on the show. We will respond to it. I don't care if it's saying, Hey, you guys are great. Or, Hey, you guys fucking suck. Or, Hey, uh, my kids being a little asshole with his at home learning. Uh, what do you guys do about that? Or if it's just you reading the ingredients list off a box of pop tarts. Yeah. We'll play that. I mean, won't be compelling content, but can't always be compelling. Yeah. And if you enjoyed the show today, uh, go on Podchaser and or Apple Podcasts and uh, leave us a five bullets left review. We've still got merch available at uh, shop.explorationpodcast.com. And our theme song, as always, is Cruising for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And remember, don't trust the dead body is dead.